Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Leach Report Radio Network is on the air with the voice of the Wildcats, Tom Leach. It's the daily gathering spot for the Big Blue Nation to hear the latest news and views on the Cats. If you have a question for Tom, email LeachReport at gmail.com or send a tweet to at TomLeachKY. Now, here's Tom. Good day, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Wednesday edition of the Leach Report, presented by Bobcat Enterprises. Moving just a little closer to Christmas each and every day. And the the cats and the cards coming up tomorrow night in Louisville. Uh, Today, we'll talk UK football and basketball with Chris Fisher of the Cats Paws. Kyle Tucker of TheAthletic.com. Wildcat News of the Day, a service of Giuseppe's of Lexington. It's National Signing Day for college football teams. So, a busy day with the National Letters of Intent rolling in. And uh, we'll keep you updated on any significant developments that happen over the course of the show. Uh, Every once in a while, you get a little bit of a surprise. And probably the the, biggest drama is... um, the uh, tight end from Covington Catholic, uh, Willie Rodriguez, uh, who has been getting a late push from Tennessee. Just noticed the uh, the two young men from Corbin, the uh, Smith twins, have officially signed and been welcomed to the BBN or to the Big Blue family. And um, they were originally commits to Michigan. So uh, off and running on National Signing Day. Um, elsewhere, Kentucky has its new wide receiver coach. He's 29-year-old, Dakeel Shorts Jr. from Houston. Spent the last three years on Dana Horgerson's staff there and uh, will uh, fill the void left by the uh, decision not to renew the contract of Scott Woodard. So now Kentucky has the staff intact to move forward. Uh, Cats are continuing their practices for the bowl game as well. Uh, Yesterday, defensive coordinator Brad White and a couple of his guys talked to the media. Nothing, uh, no big news coming out of that. Uh, Coach White said most of the uh, opt-outs for Clemson are on the uh, defensive side. So in terms of him preparing for the Clemson offense, uh, he gets what he uh, sees on tape for the most part, you would think. said it's a team that, doesn't play as fast as Tennessee, but still plays faster than most. They're usually uh, running plays with around 20 seconds left on the play clock. So they're uh, trying to run a high number of plays, uh, up-tempo offense. Quarterback gets the ball out quickly, a lot of screens. So that's part of uh, all of that's part of the challenge for the Kentucky defense in the Gator Bowl. Uh, Kentucky officially announced the addition of three transfers so far, quarterback Brock Vandegrift and the two wide receivers, Jamori Macklin and Raymond Cottrell um, from uh, Tulane and, or from Texas A&M, North Texas, excuse me, and Texas A&M, respectively. A couple of former Cats 
are back at the NFL. Marquand McCall's been signed by the Raiders, and uh, Denver signed Kedron Smith for its practice squad. So good luck to both of those guys. Mike Vrabel, coach of the Titans, uh, was asked about Will Levis. Looked like a more serious injury than it turned out to be when he was hurt late in the game on Sunday against the Texans. Turned out to be a sprained ankle. Vrabel says we'll see how it goes. Says the fact that the Titans have been officially eliminated from the playoff chase won't affect his thinking. It'll uh, be simply a matter of can Levis protect himself out there on the uh, field of play. So um, hopefully uh, Will is back out there this weekend when the Titans uh, take the field for their Christmas weekend matchup. Got, uh, what, I guess three weekends left in the NFL. Uh, Bengals have a big one at the Steelers. Uh, Bengals have done a nice job of, of hanging in the playoff chase. So they are at the Steelers. That's actually a Saturday afternoon game. I think there are three games on Saturday, uh, three games on Christmas Day as well. And then uh, whatever's left is the slate on Christmas Eve. Links to the stories that we talk about each day, you can find them on the Bud Light Leach Report page at TomLeachKY.com. When we come back, we will chat with Chris Fisher, the Cat's Paws. As we head to the break, we'll remind you that our opening segment is always presented by Giuseppe's of Lexington. And New Year's Eve coming up, Valentine's Day just around the corner. Make plans to get to Giuseppe's to celebrate a special occasion or just have a fantastic night out. The food is off the charts. It's homemade pasta. It's fresh seafood, hand-cut steaks, uh, really prepared creatively, and uh, just a really special ambiance, especially if you sit in the bar area and you have the live jazz music to accompany your meal. Giuseppe'sLexington.com to get details. Make a reservation. Go to Open Table as well. We'll be right back with Chris Fisher. Quarter past the top of the hour. It's the Leach Report. We're coming to you from the Clark's Pump and Shop studio. Return, refresh, and refuel at Clark's. And if you go to a location that has a Clark's Cafe, uh, you can find holiday pies, homemade pies, for your holiday table. Uh, Just see another addition on the National Signing Day tracker that uh, Cam Dooley, a, a safety out of Alabama, has joined the Big Blue family. Uh, that's a name that, I don't know, that had been mentioned uh, a ton. He's, folks knew Kentucky was uh, recruiting him. But uh, three-star safety, uh, Cam Dooley, uh, going to be a Wildcat. So I don't know if it quote, classifies as a full-blown surprise, but, uh, again, not a name that had been mentioned a lot uh, that I'd heard leading up to National Signing Day, which uh, is where we are. And we'll uh, keep track of the names as they come in for you. Chris Fisher joins us now from catspaws.com and at Chris Fisher 24-7 on Twitter. And uh, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's a little different now with it coming in December, Chris. It used to be uh, almost, I uh, feel like a, a little bigger deal when it was uh, in February. Uh, it gets uh, kind of caught up in Christmas uh, around this time of year and uh, all the bowl game talk and the playoffs and all of that, right? Yeah, and I think it's I think it's good for a school like Kentucky to, you know, kind of get their guys secured. You know, a lot can happen over the next, um, you know, six weeks or so, and things can change, and you know, schools, you know, their boards will change, and so it's good for a school like Kentucky to, 
to get those guys locked down. And it seems like since the advent of the early signing period, it seems like Kentucky has done most of its work uh, early in December and then, you know, may add a handful of guys uh, on National Signing Day in February. But from top to bottom, a, a really good class for Kentucky, a top 25 class. I think the uh, 12th. Uh, straight top 40 class for Mark Stoops at Kentucky. And obviously with the transfer portal and what they were able to do, there, uh, able to address several of its immediate needs at, at quarterback and running back and at, at wide receiver. Yeah, they need to come up with a, a, a ranking that also uh, incorporates the transfers or a second ranking uh, that's uh, just for recruits, the one for recruits and transfers. Uh, at 24-7 Sports, we actually have that. We have uh, one set of rankings for high school prospects only, one set for the transfers only, and then one that combines the high school and the transfers. And so um, I think last year Kentucky was at 18th nationally when you combine the high school uh, and transfer portal. So we'll have to wait and see where they end up uh, during this cycle. Uh, this is um, – yeah. It's a time, crazy time for coaches because this going on, you got uh, bowl prep and uh, then the transfer portal. Uh, all of these college football coaches, uh, this time of year, it seems like look just a little drained because they've been, you know, crisscrossing the, the country, you know, locking up recruits, trying to re recruit their own guys, try to find the guys to fill the holes that they need and then prepare for a bowl game. Yeah, I mean, I, I literally cannot imagine the amount of work that. Uh, coaches are, are putting in at this time. You mentioned the bowl prep. You mentioned retaining the, your own guys from your own roster. And, uh, you know, I, I know for the most part, Kentucky's, you know, transfers out of the program were, you know, pretty much more or less mutual decisions. And then you have, you know, over a thousand players enter the transfer portal, I think, in the first day or two when it opened on December the 4th. And so you're evaluating all of those guys. You're trying to hold on to your, uh, high school recruits that have been committed and, you know, trying to finish your, your 2024 class on the high school ranks and um, getting ready for the bowl game and, and Christmas and all that. It's just a crazy, crazy uh, hectic time and a time in which the coaches are certainly earning their money. Shift gears to Kentucky basketball and Kentucky got uh, the uh, big win over Carolina on Saturday. There's the uh, video that uh, they put out periodically through the season, the journey a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes uh, shots in there, and you see a clip in the latest one. Uh, and Cal Perry talked about this on the radio show Monday where he told the guys, it's not that big of a game, unless you win it. But trying to <laughs> let them you know, know that you know, if, if you don't win this one, that you know, there's still plenty of basketball to be played. But the fact that they uh, did win it had to help them grow up a good bit and uh, you know, pull it out in a close game like they did. Yeah, such a stark contrast to the game we saw against Kansas earlier this season where Kentucky was up 14 in the second half and just didn't quite make the plays down the stretch in order to hold on to that lead. And, you know, this team, uh, it was the exact opposite on Saturday. They they were clutched down the stretch. They made the plays uh, even when, you know, Carolina was hard charging down the stretch. And, you know, against a, a veteran, uh, not only a talented Carolina team, but a veteran team. And I thought that was just really, really impressive the way – um, Kentucky responded late in that game, but also the way they just kind of casually built, I think, three different double-digit leads over the course of, of that game against a really, really good Carolina team that put a thumping on Tennessee earlier this year. And, um, 
And so I think you have to like where this Kentucky team is at. You now have two top 10 wins uh, on the season. Uh, you have Louisville and, and Illinois State to close out the non-conference. And I think you have to like where Kentucky is at heading into SEC play. Uh, as you look around the, the league, I saw where Ole Miss won again last night, so they're still undefeated. Uh, South Carolina won again, both winning uh, out of conference uh, against mid-major opponents. South Carolina's now 10-1. and one. Uh, Those two teams you know, certainly exceeding expectations. Vandy struggling. They lost uh, again last night to Western Carolina 63-62. Uh, A&M's been a little up and down. Florida won a a barn burner last night against Michigan in double overtime, 106-100. They probably a little outperformed expectations, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be another really deep, talented uh, SEC slate. Uh, Alabama has struggled to this point, but they played a really, really tough schedule, and I think they have the pieces there to, to kind of put things together and make a run at the league championship. Ten- same with Tennessee. They've had a couple losses, but – uh, another team that's played a, a really, really tough schedule and a team that uh, is big and physical and, you know, has the the, the players and the, the style of play, I think, to give Kentucky some problems. And so it's it's going to be a race. So Texas A&M is right there as well. And uh, you mentioned the teams that are performing a little bit better than expectations. And I think that game at Florida in the SEC opener, I think on January 6th, uh, that's going to be a really, really – stiff test for uh, Kentucky. Florida's gotten a lot better. They brought in some pieces from the transfer portal. I think Riley Kugel is, you know, one of those guys that's shaping up to be, you know, one of the breakout players in the league. And so uh, Kentucky's going to get tested in the SEC right off the bat. Yeah, a little like last year where uh, they started out, I think their conference opener was at Missouri, and that was a team that was, you know, much better than expected. Yeah, they – got off to that one and three start last season I think I heard John Calipari say they didn't want to get off to another one and three start uh, this season and um, it'll be interesting uh, to see how it plays out I think this Kentucky team is is playing really really well right now I think um, they looked a lot more comfortable I think with Aaron Bradshaw playing you know major minutes and kind of integrating him in the lineup I loved what I saw from Ogunon and so as far as um, what he brings to the table defensively, I just think he makes his Kentucky team uh, completely different, especially defensively when he's on the floor. Yeah, he gives you the uh, opportunity now where if Aaron gets into foul trouble, like he, he got into some early foul trouble in that game, first half and second half, that you have another big guy that uh, you can bring in. Yeah, he's not as, uh, as potent offensively, but uh, probably better defensively. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you look at his instincts uh, defensively blocking shots and protecting the rim, and he brings us, I think, a physicality that maybe Kentucky doesn't really uh, have elsewhere as far as defensive rebounding. It was unbelievable to me that Kentucky was able to out-rebound a much bigger uh, North Carolina team by 10 overall. They had 18 offensive rebounds, uh, just not something I expected to see on Saturday. And, um, you know, I think – especially for Ugana Nenso to have the flu and to not have stepped on the court in five months. Um, I thought he did really, really well. And so I think uh, his addition, I think, improves uh, Kentucky's ceiling immensely going forward. We're talking with Chris Fisher from catspaws.com. We'll take a break. Come back with one more segment. Kyle Tucker in the second half of the show. The Leach Report's presented by Bobcat Enterprises. 
really excited. Uh, you know, I, I really enjoy everyone in the locker room, um, especially being a transfer, a new guy. You know, they embraced me, and, you know, I felt like everyone in the entire locker room created bonds that we'll cherish for the rest of our lives. So really being able to go out there and compete with my brothers one last time is really all I could ask for. And, you know, I think, you know, going into a bowl game, you know, the biggest thing is to enjoy these last moments. You know, this is my going to be my last college game as well as a ton of other guys in the locker room. And, you know, it's up to us to really just cherish the little moments, whether it's, you know, practicing, having fun with the scout team guys, talking to coaches. Um, I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, this one last ride with everyone, let's make it a special one. That's Devin Leary talking about the Gator Bowl game for the Wildcats against Clemson coming up a week from Friday. Uh, the One of the future Kentucky QBs, Cutter Bowley, officially uh, is in the fold as he has been announced as a signee for Kentucky today on this National Signing Day. Chris Fisher is with us from catspaws.com talking about uh, Kentucky uh, football and basketball. A little bit on the football side, Chris, um, this is a, a, a little bit of an unusual situation. You've got so many of these guys that are playing in the bowl game. It's it's bucking the trend, certainly. Uh, you know, Ray Davis is going to play. Uh, I think uh, Ty Bryant said yesterday Trevin Wallace is going to play in the bowl game. Uh, I think Andrew Phillips probably as well. And, uh, and other guys that have uh, announced that they were headed off to the NFL are going to play in the bowl game. Uh, I think there's a lot of excitement about the Gator Bowl matchup with Clemson, right? Yeah, and I think Kentucky's, they've had, Kentucky's had a history of guys um, not only – after they've entered the transfer portal, but if they've declared for the draft to play in the bowl game, you know, last season, obviously, you know, Chris Rodriguez and, and Will Levis opted out, but, you know, it was, it was a Music City Bowl. It was against Iowa, an opponent that they had already faced. And so I do think that there was a, some excitement for Kentucky, not only playing in the Gator Bowl, but playing a marquee, you know, brand opponent like, uh, like Clemson. And, uh, I think it speaks to uh, the culture that, that Mark Stoops has built at Kentucky for these guys to uh, come out and play in uh, a bowl game that they don't necessarily have to. Chris, thank you for the time as always. Merry Christmas. All right, you too. Thank you. That is Chris Fisher. You can read him at catspaws.com at Chris Fisher 24-7 on X. Kyle Tucker from theathletic.com coming up next on this Wednesday edition of the Leach Report. From the Clark's Pump and Shop Studio, return, refresh, and refuel. Bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is listening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is Bluebird. Here to stay. Singing a song as we go along, walking in a winter wonderland. We are back on the Leach Report. Our show is presented each day by Bobcat Enterprises. Their new location we've been telling you about in Walton, Kentucky, is now up and running. It's right off Interstate 75 there in the Walton area. Just Google Bobcat Enterprises to find the location nearest you, whether it's that one in Walton or another one. They've got some fantastic end-of-year specials going on right now. Construction equipment, compact tractors, and more zero-turn mowers, too, and uh, fantastic service after the sale. Always 
at Bobcat Enterprises. It is the Leach Report for a Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow we'll get deeper into the cards game as uh, we're uh, trying to land Kyle Tucker from TheAthletic.com. Last night in uh, college basketball, there was one matchup of top 25 teams. Memphis beat Virginia 77-54. to And an upset as number six Marquette went down to defeat. Providence put it on the Golden Eagles and convincingly two to 57 last night. Uh, Stay a Wildcat History is presented by Kentucky Roadshow Sports Cards and Memorabilia each day. Uh, That's located on Romney Road here in Lexington. And on this day in 1969, Kentucky beat Duke 98-76 to win the UKIT. Imagine that. That would never happen nowadays, but Kentucky had this hosted uh, over two days, and it was four teams playing two games each, and Duke came in and played, and Kentucky won convincingly. Mike Pratt with a double-double that day in the UKIT in uh, his senior season, 26 points, 11 boards, Bob McCowan with 25, one of the rare games when Dan Issel wasn't the leading scorer. Uh, happy birthdays to couple of Kentucky basketball stars of the past year and Jeff Brasso, both celebrating birthdays today. And uh, go to RoadshowCards.com to uh, get details on the autograph signing event tonight at Kentucky Roadshow Shop here in Lexington. Uh, it's Justin Edwards and Aaron Bradshaw doing an autograph signing tonight. So great way to uh, get a late Christmas gift for that Wildcat fan on your list. About uh, 23 away from the top of the hour here on this Wednesday report. We're going to take a quick break and come right back and uh, see if we can land Kyle Tucker from The Athletic. It is the Leach Report Radio Network. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe hung where you can see every couple tries to stop. Rocking around. It's the Leach Report. A Wednesday, presented by Bobcat Enterprises, and uh, we're still working on trying to land Kyle Tucker from the Athletic about a, a post he had on X, among other things, uh, to talk about. But uh, his post about uh, hearing some some chatter that uh, Big Z, Ivanovir Ivasic, uh, might head back to Europe at the semester break if uh, they don't get some good news soon in terms of his eligibility. So uh, we'll see if we can get Kyle before the show ends to uh, talk a little bit about that and more. In the meantime, always comes through for us when uh, you're doing a uh, show where you rely on guests and you can't get a hold of somebody at a certain time. You need to have a guy that's ready to go out of the bullpen, and that is always Dick Gabriel. You hear him on the Big Blue <laughs> Insider uh, weeknights on WLAP, um, on the sidelines with us on the UK broadcast. Thankfully, back for the bowl game from heart surgery. We're going to look forward to having the band back together. Yeah, boy. Yes. The first question I asked on the follow-up visit with the doctor. So, uh, when is it? I said December 29th. Yeah, you should be good. So, yeah, that'll be great. National Signing Day is underway right now. I uh, don't think there's anything new that has popped up uh, since the break in terms of uh, names. If something big shows up, uh, as I said, I think the one that causes a little angst for fans is uh, Willie Rodriguez. The tight end, but uh, I did see that uh, Tennessee got a commitment from a tight end yesterday, so maybe they have uh, decided they uh, can't uh, flip Rodriguez and have moved on to somebody else. So uh, we'll uh, – 
anxiously await that uh, good news from Willie Rodriguez, hopefully for Kentucky. But just for many years, you've uh, been a part of covering these uh, National Signing Day uh, for for football. Uh, I know the most unusual recruiting story for you probably is uh, the one that you've talked about uh, when uh, back in the in the seventies, or I guess it was the early eighties, Ralph Sampson, and yeah. you know being recruited by. Kentucky and, and Virginia and even gets to the mic up in uh, his hometown and says he's going to attend the University of Kent, uh, Virginia. Um, but beyond that one, any other uh, really unusual stories out of these signing days? Well, you know, what was so much fun was, I, I tell you, you were referring to what we basically did was a huge online TV show. Uh, and, you know, we had Christy Thomas and Freddie and Jeff Picoro and, you know, different, uh, we had three different stations, like Christy and I would be in front of the big board and, and, and Jeff would break down video and it was, it was really great. But since then, and we did that several times and the UK sports video people worked unbelievably hard at putting that thing together. And you came over, uh, as well. You remember the miles of cable and all the lights, but since then, Tom, you know, the December signing period, the portal, uh, you know, so much involved. It, it no longer became a holy day of obligation. You know, a signing day just across the country changed. And uh, so that, that took some of that luster off of there. But I, it's, I say it's funny because when we first started with that, it was one camera me sitting in a chair behind a desk <clears throat> and when they would the name assignee they would bring it into the team room we'd fire the camera up i'd sit down and say well i got this guy uh he is such and such so and so and i'd interview a coach say we'll be back in a little while with more <laughs> and that was it they put the name up on a board you know so that's how much things grew but in terms of uh i remember when uh, dennis johnson Sign. Oh, that yes. Huge get for because, and I reported this on my radio show, wasn't on this station, but I had been told by an incredibly good source that he was going to Notre Dame. And I said, and I didn't, you know, claim it. I, what I said was, don't be surprised. You all want to know what I hear. That's what I'm hearing. And boy, people weren't happy to hear that. And then the next day he said, Kentucky. And so people thought, this guy didn't know anything. Uh, he later said, when I went to bed, I was going to Notre Dame. When I woke up, I was going to Kentucky. So that one stands out more than any for me. Must have been one heck of a dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he had a nice career in Kentucky. Yes, he did, and uh, doing a nice job coaching. Now, I remember that uh, particular event uh, because I went over to cover it in Harrodsburg High School, Harrodsburg High, and it was – in the midst of an awful snowstorm. Oh, yeah. And the round trip from downtown Lexington to Harrodsburg High School and back was about four hours that day. Wow. I remember going wow. down Bluegrass Parkway, and my uh, windshield was you know, fogging up, and so my field of vision was shrinking. But I had a car lead blocker, and uh. I didn't want to give up my lead blocker. <laughs> to you know to know exactly where the road was so yeah. uh but finally i had to I had to stop and and uh we sent uh we sent our satellite truck and i mean the big one this is back before we had the the smaller one that looks like a live truck a van 
we sent the big one. And somehow it got through, and they found a place to set up. So, yeah, you're right. The other thing I did coming back from, from that after Dennis had made his announcement, and I got filed a report or whatever. So I'm coming back, and coming up the – I think it's 127 maybe there, and you're turning left at that time. I guess it's still the, the way it's set up. You turn left to go around and, and get back down on the, the parkway. Well, where right. I was supposed to turn left, there was a tractor jackknifed. So uh, I had to go over the bridge and go onto the parkway the opposite direction. On you'd be heading on toward you know Bardstown, uh, and then just take an opportunity to to turn around and, and head back in the right direction to Lexington. And you know they have those little uh, medians or not medians, but uh, little connectors between the the road sometimes and they'll tell you here but you know these were extreme circumstances so i'm going to make the (laughs) u-turn there and just as i'm starting to make it i'm like i hope the little you know path here gravel path is in front of the sign and not behind it oh man (laughs) and it was thankfully man (laughs) so yeah those were the crazy times uh, uh, yeah. doing all this stuff. Uh, I'll you know, the give you another one more weather story. Remember the midnight games that used to be the OVC games at oh, midnight yeah. on, uh, on, uh, I don't even remember, I guess it was on ESPN. But I was doing one. I was going to Austin P. And my brothers both decided to come with me. And so there's an ice storm, right? And we left early to try to beat it. Well, we get to that junction where uh, the BG, uh, hits the uh, interstate it's one of those banked off ramps oh yeah it had a severe angle and we're crawling along and my car slides all the way off the road oh and we ended up spending the night in the car my brothers and me until the salt trucks came a few hours later what a glamorous life man uh you know another signing day uh story i remember is our buddy freddie maggard with, with you i think and this guy, Josh Allen, pops up. And he had one other <laughs> offer from Monmouth. And uh, Freddie, I think, said something to the effect, I can't remember the exact quote, but that this could be the, the, the best guy in this signing class. Yep. And I guarantee you, everybody but Freddie. I mean, we were probably, uh, you, you and, and most of the rest of us were, were too nice to uh, openly <laughs> scoff at that. But, like, oh, come on. He's got one other offer, and it's Monmouth. <laughs> Our man knew what he was talking Freddie about. Has remi- Freddie's reminded me more than once, and I don't blame him, but you're exactly right. He even said this guy could make the NFL. And I, you know, I'm like, oh, wow. You know, but I knew the one thing I knew, Tom, was that Freddie did more research than any of us, probably any of us combined. So I had to think there was a shred of Yeah, that. and, uh, boy, he, uh, that's, that's the biggest example. There were others where he – yeah, you know, uh, picked out somebody that uh, was a little bit overlooked, but that was the uh, the best example of what you know Josh Allen became. Um, we are getting set, as we said, to to get the band back together, so to speak, for this bowl game. And uh, Gabe will be with us uh, down in uh, Jacksonville for Gator Bowl, which I'm glad it's back to having Gator in the name with the, yeah. the bowl with all that history. Um, is this is a, a game that has created certainly a lot of buzz. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how much there was for maybe playing Duke or somebody in, in Charlotte. It wasn't so much Charlotte, but just I don't know that anybody was really excited about They didn't hear a lot of buzz about, you know, a matchup with Duke. But Clemson, and they've got a ranking beside there, and it's a big name in college football, and players and fans are excited. 
you're playing against the brand, uh, and that excites fans, and it certainly excited the players. We talked to some of them yesterday about uh, the fact that they were playing Clemson, and you know, they're, them being the age they are, they would say, yeah, I grew up watching Clemson. And uh, Ty Bryant said, you know, uh, growing up, it was always Alabama, Clemson. You know, and you have a tendency to forget about that. But it's like, of course, when any other team, for the most part, plays against Kentucky. I got to think even North Carolina's kids last Saturday were thinking, all right, this is Kentucky. This is a big deal. So, yeah, that and, and the best part, Tom, is the guy, even the guys who are leaving early or, or uh, whatever are, are transferring are going to play. And that, that's just so much more enjoyable because, let's face it, last year's game was barely worth the trip to Nashville, you know, except for maybe having dinner the night before. But this should be really fun. Yeah, it should. I, I think uh, it, I'm really looking forward to uh, the matchup in, in this bowl game. And speaking of bowl games, and you can speak to this from your days in the uh, world of television, uh, I saw an item the other day where – I think it was the L.A. Bowl maybe that was going on around the same time as the Kentucky-Carolina basketball game, and the rating was comparable, maybe the football game slightly ahead. And it's just unfathomable for us here in, in the bluegrass, so wrapped up in a you know a college basketball blue blood matchup like Kentucky and, and Carolina. But it just serves to underscore when people talk about, you know, there's too many bowl games. They're not doing away with the bowl games anytime soon because I, I told somebody recently uh, having this discussion, I said, that is true reality television is what it is. <laughs> because it's a, you know, it's a live sporting event that you don't know the outcome of and people can bet on it. And it's during the holidays when there's not much else going on. And even if there is more going on, people watch football, college and pro. Yeah. And yeah, two things that work here. Most of the Bulls are actually owned and operated by ESPN. So that's programming. programming. And yeah. they would much rather have that live programming than another panel show with five people screaming at each other about Tua Tungavaloa. But the other thing, Tom, is gambling. Uh, yep. You know, you've got all the different gambling sites now that draw people in and, and for financial reasons. So yeah, they're not, they may move, they may change, but they're not going away anytime soon. So your team is six and six with a pulse. You're in. I'm uh, trying to scroll down here just real quickly to see if there's anything new on the uh, signing day list. looks like the, the, maybe the one surprise so far, slight surprise, Cam Dooley, a four-star uh, safety that had originally committed to Missouri. Um, but that's a a nice pickup. They're still waiting on uh, some of the big names. Cutter Bowley is in, though. He uh, his letter of intent is officially in, um, and uh, all good news for uh, Mark Stoops and company. Looks like the rankings I uh, saw from maybe rivals is already out. Say Kentucky's probably going to basically be in the top twenty-five in the freshman yeah. with the transfers and with the freshman and the transfers combined, and that. What uh, see. Yeah. <laughs> And but yet they still compete. The thing is, you've got you can be down in the bottom half of of the league, uh, just as long as you're within you know shouting distance of the folks above you. If the gap is yeah. not too great, then you can close it with development uh, and right. uh, you know some of the other things that you know a few good breaks, etc. People outperform you know rankings, etc. Gabe, I appreciate I you. Uh, one year, Gary Henderson had the fifth best recruiting class in America. Third best in the SEC East. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) Uh, Thank you for coming to the rescue. Happy holidays. All right, buddy. See you.
That's uh, Dick Gabriel at Big Blue Insider One on X or Twitter, and you can hear him on the Big Blue Insider Show weeknights on the WLAP, our flagship station here in Lexington. Final segment of the Leach Report. Final segment of the Leach Report presented by Bobcat Enterprises and our friends at Shufflebean Coffee, one of our great partners here on the show. They want to wish uh, all of their customers a very Merry Christmas. About a decade or so ago, got together with the idea that they could produce a better cup of coffee, and they have done it. You can taste it for yourself by picking some up at Central Kentucky Meyer stores or order it through Amazon Prime, or you can also go to the website, shufflebean.us. You can read about the company, and you can order some product while you're there. Add uh, shufflebean coffee to the holiday menu for the coffee drinkers It'll be this holiday weekend. Uh, that will do it for us. Coming up tomorrow, uh, we'll have uh, the Goose, Jack Givens, talking about the, the Cats and the matchup with the Cards. Uh, Jerry Tipton will join us, a little history lesson on the Kentucky UofL series that uh, resumed back in the mid-'80s. Uh, John Wong will join us tomorrow as well. He covers the Bengals as well as the Wildcats want to talk about that comeback win last week for the Bengals. Their big game for the Steelers on Saturday as well as uh, the Cats with John. Justin Rowland normally with us on Thursday. He'll move to Friday this week along with Mike DeCourcy. We'll see you tomorrow on the Leach Report. Thanks for listening to the Leach Report. Anytime you miss the show, you can listen to the podcast at TomLeachKY.com, WLAP.com, or 790Louisville.com. And anytime you're out of range of the stations, catch the show via the iHeartRadio app. If you have any questions for Tom, email leachreport at gmail.com and check out his website at tomleachky.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.